Pull up your pants, you little ghetto hooligan. Um, welcome back to episode 11 of the Boondocks podcast, where we are covering the episode, Let's Nab Oprah. Um, and I'll hit you with the HBO Max synopsis, uh, which is Huey has to stop Riley and a small gang of misfit idiots from nabbing the talk show deity, Oprah. <laughs> Woo. Hallowed be her name. <laughs> Sign of the cross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know to who. I am not an Oprah fan <laughs> at all. Uh, you know, honestly, I'm I'm not a huge Oprah fan. I actually like I I kind of was like, Dean, is she even still relevant? Like, is that a is that a thing? And so we had to look it up after uh we were watching this episode. Um, because I genuinely can't remember the last thing I heard from her that was actually influential. Uh, when she, there was a while when, and I was on that train a little bit too. Now I'm not a huge Oprah fan either. I don't hate her. Like I know people who do not like Oprah do not like Oprah and she's fake. So I understand why. But, um, when people were like Oprah for president, <laughs> that was like the last thing. Oh, and then the Michael Jackson, um, molestation stuff. Like she mm. had a big hand in all of that too. Um, which I do believe is now being debated as, uh, highly potentially, it's, it's yeah. yeah yeah that's what I thought I yeah. I've never never ever ever been a fan I didn't get it you know growing up I'd be like mom what is this lady you know <laughs> who has like and who dressed horribly you know when she was bigger before she finally got yeah, money whatever she's done she got money more money exactly <laughs> yeah before more money and I'm just like what does this chick have like what what what's going on here um I didn't like that she you know all her winners on her show, all the people that she ever like really highlighted, they were not people of color. Yep. Absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. um, teachers that you brought in to give, you know, thousands of dollars to, they were never people of color. Never um, from bad neighborhoods and poor schools. No, yep. No. Um, the whole, like, we, I'm opening a school in Africa, girl, there are schools that need to be opened here, like in your town, in Chicago. Like I just, yeah. And then- I mean, somebody that could write a check to buy her own, like, multi, mm -hmm. you know, acre mansion in where she lived, Malibu or Santa Barbara, ballin', can respect her for that. Like, I would love to be able to write a check as well. But other than that, eh. Yeah. Like, eh. I just, I, I petty to say I'm waiting for, like, Gail or for somebody else to just start telling her secrets or something. Oh, you know, I've always wondered. I mean... It's like that that thing in history when historians will find artifacts of like two women who died in bed together and they're like, oh, these best friends. Like, that's what I've always felt with Oprah and Gail. And there's yeah. nothing rumor. wrong. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being a lesbian. Just, just be a lesbian with your best friend. That's awesome that you found love. Or maybe it's not true, but I don't know. After 
30 years of seeing those two together more than whatever. What, what's her? Ern Stedman. Stedman. Yeah, that's Stedman. Her name. Yeah. Her kept, you know, beard. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, she's a billionaire, so. Uh, yeah. And he is very well kept. Like, mm. I haven't seen him or heard anything about him since she's kind of like taken a step down, mm-hmm. at least from the show not being on. But she still has her hand and stuff. Like you said, the Michael Jackson thing. And, you know, um, what the hell is her channel called? Oh, Oxygen. <laughs> O-W-N. Oh, or, uh, yeah. Oprah Winfrey yeah. Network. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watch um, forensic stuff on that sometimes. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Can we please but, make a Stedman uh, like a thing now? Like you see a man with a beautiful beard. You're like, well, check out his Stedman. <laughs> I know. Right. I like it. <laughs> Somebody who is just quaffed just so perfectly and just. Oh. You know, looks like he like drew on his lineup with a freaking <laughs> stencil or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good now. one. We should start that. We should start that, and then everybody will be like, "Well, what's up really with Stedman?" You know how nosy everybody is in twenty going into twenty twenty one. So somebody who just sits at home all day will like you know do some digging and uh, oh, yeah. find something. I uh, I I. <laughs> I started giggling when I didn't mean to earlier because we started right in on something right from the episode instead of actually doing our normal, like, what the hell is happening uh, in the but, world? I know. Look <laughs> but, at that. Look at that. But it was too perfect. It, In fact, I had actually, um, I had had uh, the quote about Oprah ready to talk about Oprah and if she was, like, still an influencer. Um, do you, we don't need to play that. <laughs> but it was just so funny that, that was the first thing that we all talked yeah. about. <laughs> you see the passion that she invokes. Oh, Dean, Dean wants um, to play it. Okay, we're going to play it. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey taps directly into the emotions, beliefs, buying habits, and summer reading patterns of billions of women all over the world. Oprah Winfrey has the power to lay waste an entire industry with a mere utterance. She's a completely invincible, unstoppable force of nature. And with her under our control, nobody would be able to stop us. So when when this was when this episode came out, Oprah was probably considered one of the most, if not the most, influential people in the world. Not just, you know, she'd always been like on that list of influential black women or whatever, but like when she I don't know, I don't remember, but her show is at like the peak of popularity and, you know, she, her fucking face was everywhere when they did this episode came out. So like I can see why he uh, why Magruder picked Oprah to be the the <laughs> the what spotlight? No, um, never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, I totally get what you're saying. I'm trying to think of the word too, like the just omnipotent, you know, being yeah. that is just so perfect in all, all every way. And there's a lot of fault to her, but I think her power and media and money, all, all those things added up. You know, it really helped her to kind of, you know, skate by some yeah. bullshit. Um, but it's funny that everything that he said is how people, I'll compare. Okay. So I think if he did this episode today, it'd be like a Beyonce. That's who the character would be that yeah. they, you know, that they would yeah. potentially nab because Beyonce those... is that, you know, yes. um, that 
enigma, you know, this, well, I, and I don't know why. A little I bit different though. Like <laughs> Oprah, Oprah appealed to, like, she was the nice black lady that white ladies could be okay with. And that's kind of how she grew her brand. Whereas mm-hmm. Beyonce, I mean, well, Beyonce, when she started was very much like pop culture, whatever. I'm cute. Yeah. And then she was like, fuck you. I'm black. Now listen to what I have to say. Oprah has never done shit like that, except when she would star in a movie about something like that. Like yeah. she's never really talked about the really heavy, heavy stuff unless she was like the center of attention in a story about her life or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very true. And I mean, I can't even think it, about her using her platform. I'm sure she had a billion shows. So, oh, yeah. you know, I'm I don't, sure I, she I don't need any Oprah, lots of Oprah might or whatever you guys call yourself. <laughs> Oprah, I, Oprah, I don't, whatever you guys call yourself. I don't need you guys to like hit me up and be like, it was this episode. She did address that. <sighs> I don't know, but I don't remember her using her platform for any major, um, you know, civil issues or social issues that didn't have to do mainly around. Um, making white people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and to uh, be honest with you guys, like, I feel like that actually is like um, the similarity between Oprah and Beyonce, right? Like, so Oprah was this pinnacle of black excellence, not by our means, by like societal means mm-hmm. because of that appeal mm-hmm. to white people and the fact that she was a safe black person. I feel like Beyonce, like how MJ was just saying, like, and I don't know why, I feel like Beyonce actually, like, whenever people try to do impressions of her or be funny, it never is because nobody really knows who the fuck Beyonce is. I think that is intentional. I think it is because she doesn't want to be this unsafe black person, Mm -hmm. uh, which, like like MJ was just saying, or TR was just saying, like, when she kind of comes out and makes these political statements... Or, like, she'll do a song that's really kind of, like, hinting at her beliefs. But she's not going to get out here and be like, oh, hey, Rihanna, my nigga. She's not going to do it. She's like, I'm going to play See, in my my head, I was like, she's no Erica Badu who's going to sleep with black men and make them actually black men in her eyes. (laughs) 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 Maybe. I mean, she's been very. No, no, no. conversation a couple times this week. (laughs) No, that's funny. She's um Beyonce's very intentional, and mm-hmm. I feel like these are some things that I that that I've made the argument about why I'm not a fan or why I don't think that she sh- she should be heralded as much as black people do. Like first of all, she's not like her and Jay Z are not a like a yeah. Ruby D and Ozzy Davis. No, definitely. You know what I'm not. saying? They're not a Michelle and they're and and a Barack, but mm-hmm. for some reason they are held up at those same high st- standards, and that drives me nuts. Um, yeah. there's that you know. Um, she did not even graduate high school. She didn't even get her GED until the first baby was like on her second birthday or something like that. Come on. You're telling me that all that time that you were traveling and on the road, you couldn't have had some, you know, tutor, somebody there. You couldn't have gotten your GED way prior to that. It obviously that, wasn't important to her mother, who no. was her momager for most of her, her growing oh, her dad, up. Her dad. So. Her dad. I mean, Both she was like them. the mom was like off on the side, but the dad was really the one that controlled like everything. Either which way, is why they didn't to think this education day they don't was talk. important. No, like, no, not at all. I mean, yeah, that I believe that. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, if you've heard her ever really speak, like if you go back and and kind of look at Beyonce or hear any kind of her, you know, interviews before, she is not well spoken. Okay, like I get that you're from Houston, girl, but there are things that make words and sentences, you know make more sense and actually work together. <laughs> These things that you link together and then that is your final thought. Um, I just, there's so, yeah, there, there, yeah. 
So there's that. Um, and then also I don't like how, and I know you have to do it for Hollywood standards, but I don't like how it seemed like she did the whole JLo thing. So I'm going to get popular. I'm going to, I'm going to look a certain way. I'm going to sing certain music so that I can grasp this part of the audience. And then I'm going to go ahead and just jump into my full blackness. That's I would what say, she did to me. I would say that um, JLo kind of did her um, Latina heritage before she appealed to the white people. I mean, Selena was what really kind of made her a thing mm, in, at no, least in no. my environment. Like, I didn't really yeah, know a lot her before of, that. A lot of Latinas and uh, or people that are Latinx, they don't, they don't like her in that role. Um, I, because I she, that. yeah, because she's not, she was not really Mexican because she's Puerto Rican. So they didn't want her to play that. I think that she got the the white people when she dated Ben Affleck. Everybody oh, that she, she was dated, she already had the white people by then. She was like, uh, a, no, because she, she had oh, just yeah. gotten done with Diddy. She when had just she, gotten when done she with Diddy. dated. Yeah, she did. But when she, by the time she dated uh, uh, Ben Affleck, she had been in a dozen movies by that point. Like she she made a name for herself outside of the person that she dated. It was almost mm. like. Yeah, yeah. Because like, what's that's the one with? That's uh, normally not like the, the conversation is like she's gone from man to man or whatever man she's gone from. That's the that's the like corner of the market that she was trying to get. She got back. She got with Mark Anthony, who I call um, freaking Skeletor. She got with him because she wanted to then be able to be like, hey guys, I can do Mexican. I can sing in Spanish, and let me come over here and have some beautiful, you know, Puerto Rican babies. Oh, I love. Oh, let me hold up a flag, Pitbull, yay. Um, um, she was hella black with Puffy. Hella black. Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. You did a song with freaking stinky breath Ja Rule. Like, <laughs> there's just... <laughs> ja Rule looks like he has the worst breath ever in life. Good Lord. Still to this... St- oh, my God. Every time I hear murder, I feel like it's just like... <sighs> it's like you just... You see the onions and like anyways but no so same kind of thing i'm saying is that you know i think that a lot of her life um beyonce's life was definitely staged and planned and i i to me i just don't see how somebody can say that she's like the best performer ever better than michael jackson which is just blasphemy um she's very similar to janet jackson to me janet jackson was and still is my all-time favorite janet can't sing Let's admit it. Janet's a performer. Janet had the dancing. Janet had the look and everything. But ooh, ask Janet to hit a note on her own. It's going to be a little rough. And I'm just admitting this was somebody who's now been, you know, who's sang and who's studied and whatnot. Love it or death. But she more cooed. She more, you know, hit that high falsetto. Um, but she was never going to be like, ooh, let's have Janet sing a freaking opera. Because she can, you know, she can do all that. Um, you know, I just feel like we were just, we're a little more realistic, I think, with our, our, our celebrities and, and those that we kind of looked up to than what people are now. But that's my soapbox. I've, I've like knocked down so many fans. Beyonce people are going to just detest me now. Oprah mites are going to come after me. So well, I just, just, just for uh, clarity's sake, I want to say about JLo. <laughs> um, I remember her in Money Train, which was in 95, which was almost 10 years before she was ben- with Ben Affleck. She was also in Selena, in Anaconda, in U-Turn, uh, in Out of Sight. She voiced in a character in Ants, and all of that was before she was with Ben Affleck. That was still in the 90s. So she made a huge name for herself before she started dating Ben Affleck. She made a name for herself. She like When she was dating Puffy, when, when she was dating Puffy, that was when she kind of broke out more. And probably because she was trying to be black, but she wasn't. And white people were like, ooh, 
safe entertainment that's black entertainment. So kind of like that same thing we were saying with Beyonce is safe for white people because she's challenging, but not too challenging. You know? Yeah. I mean, she makes songs like Single Ladies, which is garbage. Um, <laughs> it's a great aw. it's a great burlesque <laughs> song, though. I have seen a really I, great burlesque act to that. <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah, I, I don't want to be in a club or at a wedding and see everybody trying to imitate the video. You're not in the video. You're, I, the dance moves, stop it. Well, that's, I don't. That's kind of the nature of pop music. If they can get a hook and a dance, they're going to do it, even if it's a shitty-ass thing. True. And (laughs) just like those songs, I can't stand them. Flo Rida, he is the worst rapper ever in history. And what does he do? Have songs that everybody jumps around? Like, yeah, that's just me. That's a whole other other thing. But, um, I mean, I don't see people trying to dance to Britney Spears. Like, she's definitely pop. Um, Not anymore. I've never been anywhere where I see people trying to break out in the full ago. When we were DJing 10 years ago, especially in any function that had gays at, well, you, you heard it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, okay. So, that's if, I did say, uh, okay. Well, that goes without saying. I'm saying she's ignore, not, if I'm out. Yeah, but she's club, not doing it now. She's I not making music now, though, because she's in a fight with her fucking father so that she can have. Well, poor like, thing. She yeah, shouldn't. It's fucking. Actually, I, I do I think conservatorship was changed. She's She is 40, isn't she? I think she's 39. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, but, 40. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, poor thing. I mean, do you? I don't know. I like. I love Britney. Free I mean, Britney. her show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was all like Vegas. Give her a show back again because it felt like that's when she was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but You're, it might have been too much, actually. I just thought her. of something kind of interesting. Um, when we talk about Beyonce, she was basically raised to be this person that she is right now. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I think Britney was raised to be the person that Beyonce was, but Brittany decided she'd had enough, shaved her head, had a like mental health issue because she didn't want people to control her anymore. Yeah. And well, we all know the rest, but like, I feel like that's that same trajectory they were on. And just one of them was like, I can't do this anymore. And one of them's like, I don't have any personality outside of this. So I'm just going to keep doing it. I that or does. just being told that that was like her destiny and her i i truly believe though that like she is meant to be beyonce like i just really can't see and i hate you know yeah being that's that, what i'm I saying don't that really she was like her raised to be that. I, yeah um i i think that's her I, I really think that universally though like that's her purpose like her purpose is to be an entertainer and that like i i think so in and overall, like, I think we all have a purpose. We all have what we're supposed to do. We're all puzzle pieces in this huge universe. So I think that that is, I do, I think that, I think that's her purpose in, in, in life. Um, I think, I think because there she, is absolutely no way that we could know what could have happened if she'd had different parents that didn't basically push her into fame at a young age and keep pushing her and keep pushing her and never let her get out of it and keep pushing her and keep pushing her and keep pushing her. Well, like, I don't know if we know I, that she ever wanted to get out of it though. I like, can, I don't think like, I can ever... honestly say when I was a kid, there was nobody who would ever think that I would have been a teacher. I can tell you that hundred percent. And, um, like I, I, I kind of have to say this because I, I had this rent rant earlier that I went on on Twitter and then ended up deleting it because of a spelling error. Um, but it was basically about, and I know this is, it's a, it's a personal thing. It really, it's broadly connected. So it's not against anyone in particular, but like as a, as a, as a girl growing up with autism uh, and not knowing it and not having the people around me knowing it, um, I was seen and put into a particular box and kind of raised that way. And it wasn't until I was much older and able to really kind of process all of that, 
before I started on a completely different path from when I started. Like I wanted to work with kids with severe dis- disabilities. Like I wanted to work with kids with hydrocephalus and and cerebral palsy and you know uh, medically fragile kids. Um, and now I work with traumatized kids who are one step out of juvie or sometimes just getting out of juvie or sometimes in a group home because they're suicidal or violent or, you know, whatever, like that's a huge difference. From, yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, when, when I hear the meant to be thing, it kind of worries me because so many of us are influenced too much by our parents and we follow again, no offense, mom out there. It's not, I'm not saying you did this, parents will push their thoughts and ideals on us. And if we don't have a strong enough ego of our own, a strong enough like core understanding, we're going to, you know, she probably people who are, in my opinion, in, in who are celebrities and have been doing it since they were children, they don't have a life of their own. Everything they do is scripted or planned out or whatever. And they don't really have a lot of say in it. And I guess that's that's pretty much where I where I'm at with like I don't like Beyonce's music. There's a couple songs I like. I don't care for Oprah. I don't care for like I don't listen to Britney Spears stuff. But I understand that all of them could have gone in different directions depending on something small. Like Oprah had a shitty ass childhood. What if she'd had really loving parents? Would she have wanted to, you know, go into a career of acting in front of the camera would she have been strong enough to handle all of the shit that she had to go through with like you know the the criticism of her weight and her race over and over again you know just for decades i don't know it just i feel like we're gonna like we could go totally (laughs) clandestine now like this could become a discussion on life religion spirituality all of the shit oh yeah um I'm I'm of the I'm a spiritual person, guys, to the point where I'm a nut. That's why I don't talk about it with a lot of people because it's crazy. Uh, I am of the same thought that everyone does have like a destiny, and then there's like your fate. But everyone also has free fucking will. So I could be mm-hmm. destined to be the president of the United States of America, but instead I'm out here uh, saying all this crazy shit on podcasts and making these <laughs> stupid ass tweets. You know that might be stopping that from ever happening. Like you still have a choice in this life about what you do. I do think, I get the vibe, and I could be wrong. I think Beyonce is very much in control of her career. I think she is in over control of her image. I think it is all intentional, this bland Mm -hmm. personality. I really do think her and Jay-Z are concerned about one thing and one thing only, and that is making money. And so I think that's why she has curated herself to the degree in which she's curated. I think that's why you don't see many interviews with her or when she did that Netflix thing, it was such a big deal. I think because people really didn't know who the F this lady was. Um, How deep did it get? Because I, I it's still on my watch list and it's been on my watch. It's been on watch list from as long as it's come out. Cause I was like, you know what? I'll, I, I will give her her props as far as how much work she puts in. She's a great damn entertainer. There's no way that I could get my ass up right now and mm-hmm. do any of that. There's no way that I could get up right now and be on that diet that she was on. I wouldn't want to. I'd be right? like, oh, well, Coachella's <laughs> going to get what they're going to get. Like, there, you know what I'm saying? But And so those are the things that I do respect. Like, she obviously has a discipline and whatnot. But much to what you're saying, you know, she, I think it's it's definitely all fabricated. It's so much control. And that's why people say they're like the Illuminati 
Illuminati. Like, I think that's where people, you know, kind of get that idea because they Mm -hmm. seem so, you know, everything seems so like you do this, A plus B equals C, and that works for you. But for other people, it doesn't. I mean, if you look at Jay-Z, he has such a, (laughs) you know what? Um, I don't know if they are, but I do think that they're very much um, like Hillsong, um, which is, you know, like uh, the biggest, like, a non-denominational kind of like church that celebrities are going to. Hmm, um, if you heard recently that Justin Bieber's um, pastor was just, he was just fired from Hillsong because they found out that he had um, uh, an affair. Oh. Um, his name was Carl Lent, or his name is Carl Lentz. So it's a lot of celebrities are like going for these kind of like celebrity pastors now that are kind of evangelical, but not, fully because they're not they're non-denominational so i think that they kind of fall within that like that's you know for appearance sakes that's i think that's kind of who they follow but i think overall they just you know i believe in i believe in christ this was what they do um but if you go back and you do any kind of like research into jay-z's history jay-z is not a nice person and jay-z didn't do a lot of nice things throughout his coming up he's still not a nice person Right. Yeah. Even so to Beyonce. Yeah. No, no, no. And I, I fully <laughs> believe they sleep in separate wings of the house. Oh. Fully. Like, not even separate wings of the house. Like, they have to like drive from one to the yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Will and Jada. Um, well, uh, you know. They definitely, yeah. <laughs> See, that's, that's a hard one, though, because, I mean, they, they're, at least they used to both identify as polyamorous, but in all oh, of this, yeah. all of the issues that have been coming up seem to be uh, um, everybody else's reaction to Will having feelings. You know, well, you know like, what it is is that they never came out and said it was always something that it was in the black community that they were swingers or they were polyamorous. Yeah. Like they never admitted and came out and said anything. They always danced around it and said that they had like a partnership that was built on this and love and blah, blah, blah. Now, if you're somebody that's a little more educated on (laughs) the terms and reading between the lines, then you knew what that really was. I mean, because I knew. Okay. Yeah. Because I knew from back (laughs) in the day. Yeah. That's, you know, you you knew what it was. That's what this whole situation that's happened recently. The fact that I know that Will's an actor, but he's a damn good actor. Mm-hmm. I feel like he really didn't know the extent yeah. of that entanglement. So these are things that lead me to believe like they live on separate, like they, you know, I could see Jada being like, I need my space. Yeah, well, and they're I, both, yeah. you know, well, up until the pandemic, really busy actors, both of them. Um, like she was in that TV show that you watch, uh, one of the superhero ones. Jada Pinkett-Smith, she was like a oh, crime boss yeah, was or something. She with the... Wasn't it the Batman one? Because it was with the guy from... Um, yeah, yeah. The kid from... The OC was yeah. in it. Yeah. Well, anyway. She was um, so she's, mm-hmm. you know, always Gotham. popping up and stuff. What Gotham, right? Yes, Gotham. Gotham? Yeah. Yeah. She I'm, was in that. Well, yeah. you watch all those things. I don't know which ones you don't. <laughs> <laughs> they all run together. They all right? Run together. They really do. <laughs> and especially the ones that are on that one channel where they all cross... CW, where they all cross over with each other. So he'll be watching something. I'll be like, is this... This show? No, no, no. It's this show. This guy from that show is on this one. And then, I'm like, fuck. Well, no. the one that I really liked was The Shield, and I got into it late. No, not The Shield. What was it? Agent Agents Shield. of Shield. There you go. Boom. The Shield was hella long ago. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. It's, it's like the 90s. I said, people watch that show. Oh, uh, geez. 
Michael Chiklis, shout out. Yes! Shout out. <laughs> I played the thing in the superhero movie. <laughs> yes, yes. See, it all yep. came together. My yeah, brain was yeah. getting there. Your yeah. brain totally, like, it, it scripted where it was going. Just the rest of us had to catch up a little bit. <laughs> and so did I. Like, myself, physically, my brain was like, I got this. You're tired. I got this. I got this. But yeah, so, um, I mean, our whole conversation now definitely kind of leads back to you know, this episode, um, I, I, the one thing I wanted to bring up and like, I couldn't, I couldn't find a quote either, just because like you guys were saying, there wasn't anything that I wanted to like delve deep into other than just how fucking hilarious they both were mm-hmm. like Charlie Murphy and, and, um, well, I'm, I'm tired. There you go. Samuel. Uh, I was about to say, <laughs> uh, I was about to say stakes on this motherfucking plane. The That's man who needs to, to narrate, narrate my life. If it ever gets made into a movie. Oh my God. Yes. Right. Oh my God. With every, I want you to just, I want you to say fuck. I want you to, I want you three, to. Three words. Every, every three, <laughs> every three. Um, but yeah, like the, the fact that Maya Angelou was, and I think this was something that he was trying to hit on. Like they got Maya Angelou and they one knew who she was one. She was whooping his like, ass. That what? was hilarious. Yes. I love she that. Was kicking his ass. But the fact that they both knew who she was, we and still rise. knew that she still was, I rise. yeah, 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 exa- yeah. I was like, wait, and those one of her, you know, writings, mm-hmm. but then also knew that she was well respected, but didn't respect her. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like the way that they tossed her out or whatnot, instead of being like, here, let's put you to the side, ma'am, and take off the tape. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that, you know, that was kind of a message that he was putting out there as well. Like maybe we are respecting the wrong people. Like she actually mm-hmm. provides something to our to our culture and to our history. Yet Absolutely. Y- you guys are so worried about somebody that, you know, made magazines and sells freaking uh what is it? Weight watchers. Okay. Um well, she well, didn't do it back then. But. If you bring the whole idea up to like current times, you've got influencers who are um all over social media, like touting all of this shit that might not be anything important, but yet they have all of this power just because of the nature of social media. And whereas the people that maybe we should be listening to aren't necessarily the ones shouting Mm -mm. on Instagram. So Mm -mm. yeah, that's, yeah, they don't do the posting (laughs) incessantly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, and we don't go and look for the gems, I think in our history or in our culture. Yeah. Um, you know, unless, Unless something tragic happens, you know what I'm saying? Then that's when everybody goes and looks up quotes and then they want to try to quote this person and this person. And it's like, have you ever read a book by him? Do you know who that is? Like, do you, you know, so. That actually, that's, um, so I think, I think I talked before about this on this show. It might have been a different show, but my school is in the process of getting renamed, uh, after James Baldwin. And yeah, yeah, so up until the point when it was announced that this is what we were going to the school board with, nobody had said anything. And then suddenly the one right winger at our school was like, here's a specific quote against Catholics. You still like this guy? Oh, okay. Here's a specific quote against white people. Oh, uh, oh no, that's that's okay. Okay, here's a a a, 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 a specific quote again. Yeah, exactly. It it the literally was like yeah. picking and choosing little parts of speeches. And luckily, several of us know James Baldwin Baldwin's work enough. In fact, um, our family support worker literally knew the quotes that he was pulling and what they were from and would like go back and do the whole quote and it was just beautiful Jesus <laughs> but it's that picking and choosing what works for your narrative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get that. definitely uh, wow. so i can't believe he but people have put in that much work to 
Right. Like really, dude. Yeah, like really. Time, like you. Real. What did he personally do to you? What, what did <laughs> like? Jeez. And other people want to stop other people's growth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they don't understand. And I think that's what's most frustrating too, is that they're able to do that. That people allow people, whether they do it consciously or subconsciously, you allow them to take your power and to take your your opportunity and your ability to to grow as a person and to learn. Um, because then you fall into their just idiocracy. Um, that's really sad, but that's good that you have somebody to like to come back and be like, oh, really? This yeah. is what it was in full context. Well, and yeah, especially your face. <laughs> especially because like right directly across the street from our school is a Catholic church that signed off on this as a really great idea that they were excited about. And this person who works, who is a Catholic, but yet doesn't like our new president elect, even though he's a Catholic, because uh, I don't know, he's not really Catholic. He's actually just a white supremacist. But anyway, uh, <laughs> let's not go into one of the brownest That's schools crazy. in Seattle and having a right wing teacher well, at it. I'm sorry, Catholicism, and they don't have any leg to stand on. If well, they no, that's point the thing. Like, anybody, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if that church is involved, you know what I'm saying? Like, let it right. be what it is, because they right. obviously get like, we need to make some changes right. and be a little exactly. bit more involved before we stand and, you know, try to point the finger. Um, I mean, you have the Pope who's coming out and saying things that they're like, oh, what? I you think it's okay, you know? so not a Catholic, and I love this Pope. I am, like, my my mother at one point converted to Catholicism. Um, I don't know how much she practices now. I know she believes in a lot of this stuff, but um, I've never been, never been really, really religious at all. And this Pope almost gives me faith that at some point Christianity is actually going to come back to the original teachings, which if you, which really are kind of my core beliefs because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jesus's teachings were essentially socialism. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And he With led fucking riots and, yeah. and, you know, beat up moneylenders and yeah, healed the, the sick hipster, and fed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? But, right? you know, everything that he did, he did without expectation of return. And that is not modern day Christianity. And I, in any way, any form of its <laughs> many different denominations now but this this pope yeah he's uh paying attention and seeing the world is changing and knows Mm -hmm. that catholicism has to change with it or it will die yeah yeah and and i think in in an attempt to make sure that people aren't lost or people just lose all complete you know belief in any type of organized religion um, and I think what he's trying to do is take that term away. I think he's trying to change organized religion to just being faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's what, that's what he sees the need in. I, I like him. I feel like you could probably go up to him and be like, what up? And he would like give you that and like, you know, like know the latest sayings or something like that. Like, <laughs> I really feel like he's just, he's very, very much in tune with who we are and who the world is in 2020 and not, you know, who the world was in freaking 1602. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, I wish more people, you know, um, would take that, take that, uh, adopt that mindset. Um, but once again, pick and choose to what works towards your narrative. So you know, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's a, a wish that I don't know if that will ever come to fruition, but we'll see. Uh, so, right, so, um, so I don't want to change the subject too abruptly, but there's yeah. one other kind of part of, uh, 
well, this series. And again, it was something like after watching it a bunch of times, Dean and I were almost arguing because every episode that has had um, Ed the Third and uh, Remy, uh, Jin Remy in it, has been an allegory somehow for the United States and, and it's, you know, mm-hmm. over weaponization and gets away with everything. And, and you know, I think Dean, Dean is very, you know, very certain that this is a, a full-on anti-capitalism, like, look at these people with all this money getting away with all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely agree that's there. But um, I wonder, uh, <laughs> I wonder how much of that kind of back hidden stuff that, <laughs> he lost it again uh, <laughs> that hidden stuff that you know we don't really we know that magruder like slips into everything right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and how you know he was so aware of everything uh going on that he would just everything had a point right yeah. um so i I've, I've been trying to figure out what exactly kind of the the um underlying U.S. message <laughs> was there, uh, and I kind of failed to like come to a conclusion on that. Um, but I, it is funny to me that in we'll talk about this in a second. But it's funny to me that uh, the quote that I got out of this episode is more relevant to today than what I could the last time this quote came up. Um, but do you guys at all? Do you have any ideas of? if there was anything underlying there, I know it just felt like kind of a fun episode for everybody. So. I I think I kind of took away from it, the whole white privilege, you know, that that's very apparent, obviously. Um, Bunster obviously has that white privilege. I mean, come on, like everybody in the town knows. I totally forgot that like the bank robbery was like, and everybody everybody in the bank, it wasn't just the people who worked there who knew who he was. Every single customer was like, Oh God, it's him. Okay. Yeah. Larry, yeah. What do you want we, us to do? Yeah, we came to the bank on the wrong day. This yep. is when he's playing bank <laughs> robber, you know. Um, and the fact that you went to your grandfather's, you know, bank. I mean, that, obviously he owns <laughs> the whole town, so everything is his. But just that it seemed like a, like it's like cops and robbers. Like their cute little grandkids came in and was like, hold it up, and everybody played along. Like, yeah, that's but what it was. And actually, so, in their thirties now or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so to me, the overall episode was definitely white privilege you know and it was you can get away with anything we're gonna look the other way the treatment from the cops i mean the cops came oh they're not gonna mess with us they don't know who and then here he comes and you think this cop is gonna do something and he hands him his freaking wallet because this idiot drops his wallet Mm -hmm. you know and and he's so like he's so like he's his boss you know he's like he reminds me of like a servant. Like he's like, okay, thank you. You know, like I think he actually like bowed at one point when he, once he gave him, you know, his, his uh, wallet. So that, I think that if it relates anything to today, that is 1000% very loudly what it said to me. Um, Other than that, it was just an hilarious episode. So yeah. Lindsay? (laughs) To me, the most standout moment which maybe I should have submitted it for a clip, but it just didn't seem that, that important, but it's the moment that strikes me as the most uh, potent in the episode is when Riley says, like, is calling them out, saying, like, you guys play too much. Like, oh, I gotta hey, get home. Hey, for- hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> play the clip, Dean. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Who's trying to stop you? Nobody ever tries to stop you. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Hey, just because we don't know anyone trying to stop us don't mean ain't nobody out there trying to stop us. The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Seems to me like everyone just lets y'all do whatever you want. 
That's why y'all always get away. We get away because I'm a criminal mastermind. Whatever, nigga. <laughs> so was, funny. Was that the one that you were you were talking about by any chance? Absolutely. And, yes. But I don't think the message, and I'll definitely, I know you selected it so you can speak to it, yep. but Go ahead. I, I didn't think that the message was like, I don't think what I'm about to say is the message. Yep. Like, I kind of look at the Trump administration, right? And mm-hmm. I sometimes think about, like, what what's going to happen when they get this right? What's going to happen when these assholes put someone who's actually smart um, at the helm of their sort of, you know, elitist bullshit? Yeah. Like, these people are out here. They're like clowns. It's like a clown show. Like, even like the, uh, what were we talking about before we started recording? Trump's lawyer saying, like, um, the Nicaraguan uh, dead <laughs> dictator. Like, Venezuelan. Oh, there you go. Like, had some kind of quote Hugo Chavez. Mm-hmm. Like, that he had, like, hell? testified, basically. Uh, yeah, current events. Uh, <laughs> current events of somebody who died in, uh, in 2013. So, and it's yeah. just, mm. I don't know. So, to me, that was kind of the big thing. Like, these people have all this power and they can get away with murder, but instead they play these kitty games. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's a cautionary tale for the rest of us. Like, yeah, well, they're very infantile in in their in their thought process, and so very much like you know, Rummy and and like they are just they're it it comes off like they're little kids playing a game, you know, like it's like today we're going to be the bank robbers, tomorrow we'll be this. Um, so it is very infantile in in thought and nature. Um, so I could see exactly you know what you yeah what you mean there and how it relates to you know the current. Uh, office you know it What's he is the, such a child yeah. you know he's still coming out i mean he just got into it with somebody today mm-hmm. and told somebody don't you talk to me like that i'd be like i'll talk to you like i want to <laughs> i'm a grown-ass <laughs> person like you're a joke for the president yes you are president for how many more days i wish that person would have challenged him back and said something like that but you just like you know you you stop talking you stop challenging him and that's the problem nobody mm-hmm. challenges somebody who should be challenged because they have the you know the brain capacity of a freaking two-year-old actually i'm sorry two-year-olds yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like i'm sorry yeah God, i shouldn't even put that on two-year-olds he is much worse than that oh, yeah. but yeah so yeah two-year-olds have object permanence right <laughs> and, they, and they know wait and they know when something's wrong like yeah, they, exactly. they'll come and they'll give you a sloppy little wet kiss two-year-olds you know. know empathy fuck you yes yeah yeah i right? think i think it would have see I, I think it would have been funny if if there had been a response like riley did at the end of that right <laughs> well right <laughs> so whatever nigga, yeah, whatever, nigga. <laughs> that would have been beautiful that's that's gonna be the last question ever like that has to happen. That's like that's like Barack dropping the um, the microphone right? at the end of the right. <laughs> oh my God! Will somebody please that have access to that man? Oof, yeah. On his few last few days, just be like whatever, nigga. Just <laughs> and just walk out. Just walk out. Oh my God! That would be the greatest thing ever. Uh, so um, we uh, we neglected a little bit to talk about current events uh, as of things that are happening today, December first, twenty twenty. Uh, wow. It's December. Fucking A. How the fuck is it December? Already. Already. Oh, yeah. And I don't know anyway. about you guys, but like they're telling us that we're going to be in purple. I know, Lindsay, this, you know, mm. this this matters to you here in, in Cali. We're going to be in purple till probably February. Yeah. 
I just canceled a trip that I've been like holding my breath on. Yeah. Tr- hoping to like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Cause I'm not with, even with all of really? the things that they're doing on Amtrak, I don't, I can't trust other people, even if I, right. Yes. Especially that's not traveling through, you know, country or yeah. Areas of this uh, state that are more red. Uh huh. Uh huh. With our like mask, 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 and they're like, let me breathe all over you. Yeah. Um. Did you guys see the amount of people that actually traveled this past holiday weekend? Yes. Like that. It was. I mean, obviously, it was the biggest uh, uh, travel day since the pandemic began. Mm -hmm. But I. Mm -hmm. I mean, I. I had so much trouble watching the news on Thursday. Because they kept showing like flight patterns and like how busy mm-hmm. airports were and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of is that I'm going to be stuck in this goddamn house until July when I have access to the fucking <laughs> vaccine. And vaccine. I am so mad yeah. about it. <laughs> no, for real. Because it basically, because before the airlines were like, okay, well, the l- middle seat will always be open. Uh-huh. You know, we're going to skip and da da da. They didn't do that at all. Yep. They wanted their money. They're struggling. I don't know how airlines <laughs> are struggling. Because they're still buying shit that they don't need. Yeah, yeah. They're struggling and shit. But yet, so they packed every single plane just like they do when everything's cool. You know, like they were sending everybody to spring break or something. They're like, come on in. There were less international travel, probably because nobody wants a U.S. citizen right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have to go anywhere in quarantine for freaking 14 days out of your vacation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was alarming to me. And then, you know, there were certain celebrities that had big parties um, and stuff. Yeah. There's that um, influencer thing again, like paying attention to the wrong people. Oh, I see... Uh, what's her fucking name? Kim Kardashian's birthday party where 50 people were on an island together. And that looks like so much fun. I can hang out with my three best friends and it won't be a problem. No, she's got fucking money. And Look, like, I, I, you know, <laughs> hers is less is is less severe than the concerts that were held this past weekend. There's a rap no. group called the City Girls. They hold no. a concert. Where it was, uh, yeah, little baby. Like, look, I'm t- if I should send you the link, there was Fuck thousands, oh my God. thousands of people. Little Wayne had his daughter, his daughter threw her 22nd. Bitch, 22nd. When I saw that, I was like, it's not even the 21st or 25th. Right. Who cares about your 22nd birthday? And it was packed with celebrities, with just regular people. All took place within that, like, five days that we'll say is the holiday weekend. Um, so... We give us 10 days and these numbers are going to skyrocket and people are going to go, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, in fact, anybody who got infected on Thanksgiving, there is the possibility that they're going to start showing symptoms anytime now. Like yeah, by the time this yeah. episode airs, we will have, there will have been more than enough time oh, yeah. for those oh, spikes yeah. from Thanksgiving to show up. 1000% because they say anywhere from what four to 10 days mm-hmm. or something like that now. Four yeah. Now? This is yeah, the fourth yeah. day. Yeah. So recording. I hope you guys had a good old time listening to the baby. Right? I hope you had a good old, or not the baby, little baby, because I like the baby. Little the baby. baby. <laughs> a little bit. That's what we were talking about the other day, wasn't it? We were trying to remember the name of some Lil, Lil rapper, and there were a bunch of like, oh, there's a little pimp. I think the one that just, the one that just died, which I think was, was it Little Prime or something like that? Oh, somebody that got shot today. Was it today? No, it was, it was, no, it was like it was like a week. Was it over- oh God! Um, there you was were- there was Mo Mo three Puff Smoke, but that was a while ago. Like, if we want to go over the whole year, there's been a lot, unfortunately. King, uh, King Von. King Von. 
King Kong. It was, it was a little. It was a little. I can't well, remember little, which one it was. Well, there's so many littles. Who knows? Right. I don't understand why they don't put any effort into their name choices. But yeah, there's okay. like five billion lils and littles and bigs, and only two and of them are good. And, oh, lil, oh, rapper and Lil Yase. Wait, why? Why ase? I don't know if that's supposed to be Yase. Look. It's You're telling sh- me something new. Shot dead oh, in the <laughs> San Francisco area. That's your area. Uh, oh, um, but there, there. I don't know if the, I don't think that was the name that I remember saying. Because yeah, <laughs> it's well, another little though. <laughs> three days ago, let's see. Yeah, you were talking to Evan about it was, on Sunday. Maybe that's what it was. Wow. It's I I, I just couldn't. Uh, there's so many. Little, little ones, there's yeah. a little pump uh, and. Uh, Little, yeah, we can forget yeah. about him because he's not really a rapper. <laughs> but Lil Pimp. Oh God, he's so Lil horrible. Pimp. He is so Lil Peep. Lil Peep. I remember. Yeah, he died at That was a while ago. That one. Yeah, he was one of the. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he died a while ago off of a uh, well overdose. <laughs> oh, a, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Dallas. That. Dallas rapper named Lil Loaded. Shut up. Oh, Lord. Lord. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say something that will make me sound terrible, but I absolutely have to say it. One of the biggest reasons why I couldn't listen to black music growing up was because of shit like that. Like they didn't all have little names, but it just yeah, was so yeah. fucking ridiculous and it didn't feel like they took themselves seriously. It was always MC this, MC that, and never any originality, and I feel like that same thing has gotten worse now like, yeah it, there were a lot of I mean, great back musicians day, back like, then don't get me wrong but yeah i think for like our time like our time when we were you know right, we were uh, growing up but <laughs> yeah no i mean we just had it was still growing and like the outside world was so divisive and what they tried mm-hmm. to like you know put certain rappers under you know it was gangster rap and it's like well i'm not really talking about anything gangster like they're not really gangsters but okay but just because they talk about like their truth and how they grew up then all of a sudden you want to put them in that um then we had like the mc hammers and like the performance rappers you know what i'm saying and then well there were so there back were then it was, whole, everybody was put into like a funnel yeah there were a whole and, lot of djs that were mc you know, I, yeah. I, I can't. Well, think that of a lot of master of ceremonies. So that's why they chose that. That's like a, you know, that comes from when rap first started in the mm-hmm. 70s. So they were like master ceremonies. But we definitely did have a lot of um, one hit wonders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking strictly like be- late 80s, early 90s when I was like yeah. heavily influenced by what society thought of black <laughs> music. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, when they were getting these horrible 360 deals and yeah. shit like that, I mean, yeah, when people were just being brought in, and I mean, Vanilla Ice could be thrown into that as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and you um, mentioned MC Hammer. That's Vanilla the exact same time when he was the most popular. Like, you can't oh, touch yeah. this. Came out right around the same time as Vanilla as a uh, Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, yeah. About that's about the same time. And my husband goes, "You had that tape," and I go, "I did." Mm. Yeah. And I yeah. love to, you I know, had that Vanilla tape. Ice. <laughs> and how I'm, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I'm not to admit that now. Um, to find out who he is now is kind of like, oh God, I can't believe, eh, you, know, you know, I've supported you. But everybody changes. He was 20 something at that time. Like, wait, wait, are we talking about Vanilla now? Ice? Yeah. What did he do besides like be a carpenter now? Well, he's very um, Kid Rocky. So he's oh, very, no. yeah, he's very on the undercover. Like I'm a Trumper. Ew, yeah. yeah. Never mind that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I will yeah, stop that's... ironically singing that song. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, uh, he did definitely do, you know, he's done reality shows and mm-hmm. he slips back into the vanilla ice role, but 
I've seen him on like his HGTV. I've seen him on other things and who he truly is comes out. And then, you know, he was a Kid Rock. Like Kid Rock has all the right to say what he says about the president, you know, kind of supporter. And then in a roundabout way, he just allowed us to see that you were as well, that, you know, you're, you're a Trump supporter too. So, um, which is funny because Trump, you are not rich. You are not the type of white person that Trump likes. So mm-hmm. that's what's always amazing Very, to me. very few white people are people that are. Trump likes. Yep. Yep. And, and it's only white that people. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so would Trump like one slur? I mean, he definitely wouldn't, you know, gin rummy. But would he like tolerate, I wonder, one slur just because of his family money? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That Those are the I kind of people that, yeah, those are the kind of people that yeah. Trump would like hang out with in the 80s. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He would have... Like he was pictured with Leona Hemsley, who I talked about earlier. Is uh, no, actually, it wasn't on the podcast. That was before. <laughs> when we're trying to think of like rich people who ended up finally getting caught and put in prison for something, it was usually like tax. That's evasion. the lady that had like all the shoes, right? Like all that remember was, her from. No, like... that was Melda Marcos. That was oh, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Leona Hemsley Helmsley was. God, what was it? I never she, knew who she, she actually was. I just remember hearing like, jokes about the her. Death of her and, husband or something. I was God. It was so long ago. Uh, Lindsay, have you ever heard of her? Like I've heard of her name, but did you like ever know? She's a businesswoman. No, I have no idea. I know the name. Oh, like, it sounds yeah. familiar, okay. but I I am clueless. <laughs> so Lindsay would probably be the one that I would think would know her because she's from New York. Um, she was called <laughs> uh, uh, the Queen of Mean. Um, <laughs> I love this. Her flamboyant personality and reputation for tyrannical behavior earned her the nickname Queen of Mean. Okay. Wow. Yeah, apparently was she, she like was like, Fili- um, was she Filipino, like a little lady or? No, she's, this one's white lady. Like she looks she? like, oh, yeah, I have she no looks like she a typical okay. 80s, like, like Christian woman with the nice hair and the little suit dress. Oh, uh, and she was found and she did something dirty. Yeah, I think that was a tax evasion one as well. But. Mm. Anyway, course, super 80s, rich, super rude. Thank you. And so that was, that was the connection so there. See. Oh, um, okay. Real estate and, and hotels. So she was somebody that Trump hung around with a lot with his family in real estate. Okay. Um, Why do they have her place of burial on Google? Because like a lot of things in the 80s, she's actually seen as a martyr to capitalism. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen any other... Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a Sleepy Hollow. Like <laughs> somebody did that on purpose. <laughs> Put her in Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> That's funny to me. I don't think I've ever seen anybody's place of burial on Google though. When you've looked them up, if they're if they are deceased, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, looking at her there's... picture, I vaguely remember seeing her picture um, when I was yeah. younger. But so yeah, this that's was... the kind of people that he hung out with back then. It, yeah. That's exactly who he is today. Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- that's, those are the only people that he would have been okay with. So like, that's once why he probably or, feels lonely. Once he or would have been like, like I'm so friend. lonely when he's by himself. Oh yeah. Because there's like, you know, there's a good group of people that are still idiots like you that are horrible business people, but it's probably like far and few between. So he probably feels very lonely. I that actually like even in New like, York society, like Donald Trump is just known to be a joke. Like even back in mm-hmm. the eighties and nineties, he was known to be like <clears throat> a character, yeah. a clown. So 
Because you're respected when you use your parents' money and you're still doing something with it and you're making money. Mm -hmm. But you can't be respected when you are shitting it off or you are the worst business person ever. So I can see, I always think of, because my only experience is Gossip Girl to the Upper East Side or to the socialite. <laughs> and I said that like it's a real thing. My only experience is with Dan and Serena. No. Um, so my only experience is that, and I know there's some truth to it. So I would yeah. think that, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't mess with people that are failures and what you yeah. hold yourself to be such a, you know, a success in. I was actually um, just writing down, because I didn't want to forget this, but we were talking about Wensler and would he like Trump? I think Trump would idolize Wensler because he is a successful businessman who has all this money. And Wensler would probably think Trump was such a fucking idiot because he can't mm-hmm. make anything work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd probably want to kick it with Freeman. <laughs> like steaks He'd want to go kick Everyone it with Grandpa steaks. before he kick it with, with uh, Trump. Yeah. Like, I could yeah. see that. I could see him. Yeah. Like they yeah. would socialize in like the tea party kind of way or in like business luncheon kind of way, but yeah. never on a so never Sunday dinner. That is not never. something that would happen. Uh-uh. No, he wouldn't get offered cheese. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or soul food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I love how we keep hearing booty, booty, butt cheeks as well. Mm-hmm. I, I did want to say that. I did want to say I did start twerking. When, you know, when they got in the car and they played that today, I did twerk a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> well, and Thug and Love was in this one too, right? Wasn't it on the radio yeah. in, at the bank yeah. or something? Thug or? Love, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, love, I love the throwbacks to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, is there so anything else anyone, with soundtrack. Anything else anyone wants to, to touch on in this before we move into our white people question of the night? Um, I, one thing I didn't want to touch upon is the role that Riley played in everything uh-huh. in this episode. Um, And how you've talked about and how Lindsay's talked about before, like how he just um, manifest, you know, that that lifestyle and how to him it's a game, you know, um, he idolized them because they he idolized because he thought he was the brains like he was completely the brains in everything. Yeah. Um, I also like how Huey whooped his ass. (laughs) Huey was like, (laughs) oh, my God. Huey is athletic as fuck. Fuck. Like they were yeah. they were both fighting, but Huey yeah. Huey took some lessons. He didn't just read the comic books and watch the Kung Fu movies. Yeah. He he like knew how to use that sword very carefully as to not yeah. cut his brother's head off, even though he cut the chair twice. Yes, right. It was very and kill billish. That there was an, uh, <laughs> this is the first episode where Huey smiled, which is oh. one tidbit. Oh, and that reminds me. Uh, and really, now you're making me want to go back and watch it again. Like, really? So I didn't, I didn't even notice that. Easter egg, Easter egg time. Ah. We we stopped the the video uh, when he went to get his the glove out of the lockbox, mm-hmm. and the code for it was six seven two nine one. And we probably spent I don't know thirty minutes trying to break that code and figure out got to be something important. Magruder doesn't do anything by accident. The way that they zoomed in on it. I thought mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. So what we found and what absolutely feels like the right thing, instead of saying 67291, it's 67 to 91. And those are the years that Thurgood Marshall was on the Supreme <sighs> Court. Right? Oh my gosh. Leva. Look at you. I, that is definitely, Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, Aaron Magruder is so fucking great. Right? Like I thought about it. I was like, what is that? That means something. They wouldn't show him typing right, that in. Exactly. If it was, if it didn't mean anything. First like, of all, is it I a civil rights thing? Is it a, yeah. like, yeah. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, you guys should like submit that. There has to be something quiz, you know, something, some trivia. <laughs> you guys can submit that too. That's really good. No, that Absolutely. that's that damn, that's damn good. I like that. And that probably is absolutely 1000 percent it that's the Um, only thing we could find that referenced that that made any sense whatsoever um there was only like one civil rights case but it literally was was not it was 2016 so it could not have been the one he was referencing so yeah that was the only thing made sense yeah i want that fist though like i want that hell yeah um it also says a lot to how he said i just learned on the internet like this was internet back in the day yeah. So imagine if somebody wanted to create one of those as the internet today, like that shit would do a whole lot more, um, the access to the information, but he is a genius 10 year old. I'll tell you. Absolutely. Genius. But yeah, so I just wanted to, that was the thing I thought about when I was watching and I kept hearing both of your voices in my head, yeah. like what was Riley, what was his meaning of, you know, being in this role or, you know, how was it a, a detriment or to him or is it a lesson learned? Um, well, I mean, he started the episode still completely like enamored of them and thinking that they're these mm-hmm. great things. And by the end, he was like, y'all are playing, I'm done. Like yeah, he was just yeah. over it. Yeah. Um, and now for me, the question was, is he over it because he's bored because they're fake and not what he's expecting? Or like Dean said, um, is it that childhood you're not getting any, uh, you say. Yeah. It's ba- that he's there. There's no risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the risk, not mm-hmm. having risk is not well, true, fun for Riley. True. So unfortunately, what Riley needs to realize is that you're the black kid out of two very privileged yeah. well, white men. Uh, and no, so well, if somebody wanted to point a finger, could unfortunately be pointed at you. Yeah. You know, uh, knowing what <laughs> happens later world. with Riley in his little endeavors, yes. uh, you know, he he's all about risk. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so yeah. he wants to be known as the gangster. I mean, when he was at that party, he was wearing he was basically wearing a Tony Montana outfit. <laughs> <That's> so, <right>. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that um, it whenever they're involved, it's very funny because they hang around him like they're his age, mm-hmm. you know, um, like he's playing, you know, PS2 and it's like or PlayStation. And it's like it reminded me of like, a, you know, my sons and sitting playing and a friend coming over. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it completely reminded me of. Um, I also liked how um, he couldn't swim. I think that definitely <laughs> had something to say about black people not being able to swim in a way that he he acts so black. <laughs> That he, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That he couldn't swim because wasn't he in the military? So by all thing, all like you have right? to be able to swim, right? Yeah, like, yeah. well, no, well, you have to be able to keep yourself above water. That's what you. And have he to couldn't do. do that. He had like he had on floaties, didn't he? Because like, <laughs> yeah, so, I, I always thought that was a joke. But that I mean, when I was in the service and they we went to go do that, and we all went down to the 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 post pool. There was lots of black guys who were really scared about doing that. Uh, I was, so they was, don't make sure that you can swim before you get in the service. Oh no, no, they don't care. <laughs> okay. They're like, you have one eye. Come on in. We don't care. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe for the navy uh, that might be, but yeah, not for the army. <laughs> the coast guard. I would think the coast guard that would be a yeah. requirement. And he so, said that yeah. they literally just threw him in. They threw him in the water, yeah. and they said, yeah. "Figure it out, kid." And he had to do that yep. a couple of times until he could kind of swim, or at least. 
Because you know? yeah, ba- yeah, wow. basically what they were what they were teaching us was really to keep above water and like if we're if we're in deep water, basically to you, tread. It, you would take well, you would take your pants off, you would tie the the ankles fill up, water. and then yeah. flip yeah. it over your head to get it to get fill it with air and use that as a flotation device. That's smart, actually. Yeah, my nephew taught me that. My nephew's in the Marines, and when he got in, he got into the special forces, mm-hmm. um, and so he's like doing some, you know covid like secret stuff but he was telling me about how they dumped them in the middle of the ocean when he was in hawaii and at night and they had to do like with partners they had to do like a you know kind of like a rescue kind of scenario and he ended up seeing the biggest stingray ever he said it was like bigger than him and his arm length (laughs) and he he left his partner (laughs) he left his partner and swam away because his partner was diving deep. Like oh, what they had no. to do was dive hella deep or whatever and come back up. <laughs> and he left him. I was like, I don't think that's what the exercise was. <laughs> but when he explained how big this freaking stingray was, I was like, dude, I probably would have left too. And at night, like, and at night. So it was pretty crazy. But I mean, yeah, I have so to they, admit, I didn't know stingrays were dangerous until Steve Irwin was killed well, by one. Yeah, well, they don't, <laughs> well, they don't generally fuck with you unless yeah, you're fucking with yeah, them. I know. So. I thought Steve Irwin was it by Stingray? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was by something way more deadly, like a freaking tiger. Yeah. Or you the heart? <laughs> like, it's tail. I'm about to spike. laugh that he passed, but wow, it's tail. Is I don't a think spike. I'm... Yeah, and it literally like went through his heart. Whoa. Yeah. I do love how his daughter and his sons are. His son are so like Bindi his Sue. son looks just like him. Oh, yeah, they are the happiest people about some animals. Let me They're tell you. So sweet. Good Lord. I mean, they during, the, I mean, during the fires earlier this year in Australia, cause that yeah. was this year. How the yeah. fuck is that still this year? But anyway, I know, right? Like I know. Was, you, they were all over, you know, trying to raise money to help yeah. save. Like they had <clears throat> rescued so many koalas that were burned and yeah. were, like trying to patch them up and, yeah. And I love how the daughter married like a zoo worker. Yeah. And he's like, it's so cute. They are, they're really cute. I love to hear Bindi talk and stuff. I'm I like, mean, I can't believe I'm old a enough to I'm see okay her. That, paying attention that, to. That name though sounds like it could be a porn name. <laughs> no. Bindi. Bindi Sue. I'm Bindi. Bindi Sue. I'm going to smack him later. You're going to like it though. <laughs> <laughs> That's look. You see how hard I'm laughing? Because that is my mindset. I definitely found that before. <laughs> I love uh, it. Bindi LePure or like something like that. Like I'm very bendy. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right, white guy. We lost a whole bunch of people that are going to like us after this episode. Beyonce fans, J-Lo This fans. is the most random episode, but yet wasn't that we've ever yeah. had. Right. Like we didn't do our normal yeah. format, but it still works. It's all good. <laughs> you know, because this episode was pretty random. So it fits. It, it fits. was. Yeah. It was. It didn't fit well in the like advancing the storyline other than seeing Riley kind of get tired of his heroes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Huey whoop his ass twice. Yes. Uh, I love how he was dragging him away. Like it was like, he was whooping him. Like he was his child. How'd you dare kidnap do that? Oprah. That was, yeah. That, <laughs> that was funny. It should have been Maya Angelou. Kidnap right? All day. right. You know, but it but is yes. funny that that actually is really funny that Huey's like, that's how he figured it. He's like, so somebody kidnapped Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. and right across the street was Oprah. <laughs> now I'm wondering, who would kidnap Maya Angelou? <laughs> right, right. And Riley just fell right into it. Like, he thinks he's smarter, <laughs> but he just fell Ain't right into gonna it. Kill, you know? gonna kidnap Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so funny. Oh, my God. I'm surprised this is oh. one of the episodes that, like, they're never able to show. Like, Tyler Perry, he cried and... 
and stumped his feet. Right. And so the what episode regarding Tyler Perry will never be seen, mm. which I think is bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. We should cover it anyway. Yeah. Can we see it? Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> if we can, whatever we can find, because that's not the only one that's uh, controversial. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy that you would take your time out of your day when you're a millionaire to then go, I don't want this ever shown or to try to get it. Like, so you're only proving his point. mm -hmm. Like you, you, you just made Aaron Magruder go, well, not just, but you just made him go pat myself on the back. Like I did that. Um, and I do like Tyler Perry though, but like, I'm one of those people that I I will watch his movies, even though I know it was made in three days. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I will point out all the things that are wrong about it, but I'll watch it in support. They're not that bad. Some of them are, but most part, they're they're pretty funny. I'm sweating like a pig right now. Alrighty, white people. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> what is the white people gonna say? Hey, white people. Hey, white people. Uh, yeah, and grand yeah, when the, the granddad just you know taking Riley's side because <laughs> yeah, that was funny because of how much he loves Ed Wensler. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Because he was so like, oh, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then he goes, quit, like, basically, quit being a hater. Be home quit by hating. dinner. You yeah. know? <laughs> you you can go, uh, yeah, and he can go, you can go play with Ed and Rummy. That's yeah. what he said. And the end part with Ed and Rummy, he goes, when Rummy is uh, is like, it's not, it's just four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. know, we can write the, we, we can, can write the ransom still, note together. <laughs> so it's totally, ki- we they can still kidnap Bill Cosby. Right. Yeah. It's so, okay. they, so yeah, they see themselves, they do see themselves as children. Yeah. So um, I do think that's hilarious that they kidnapped Bill Cosby and brought him back 15 minutes later <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it was annoying. Look at you busting in with the big boots and the guns. And- <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And so Aaron Magruder was definitely like letting us know a little bit about what everybody else in Hollywood was whispering about you know at this time Mm. yeah yeah uh so so anyway so anyway uh favorite subject uh so uh you hear similar sentiments to this from time to time uh so i follow slash support black lives matter on social media that makes me an ally right (laughs) when i saw that question i was like oh my god my favorite subject performative allyship i'm doing this so people like me and think i'm a good person instead of doing it because i think it's the right thing that's what you sound like yeah (laughs) that is when you have to ask questions that is definitely what it comes off as um if you do it without any need for positive reinforcement from others or from others like patting you on your back or from your tweet being retweeted by Sean King, just because that's the only <laughs> name that came to my head. Okay. Yep, um, that was but perfect. I'm just saying like, that is without a you getting example. the shine, <laughs> yeah, if, without you getting the shine, then you can feel like you're doing something. Yeah. You know, if that's, if that's, at, if that's the level that you're at and that's your level of understanding, then it's appreciated. But when it's done for for falsehoods, you know, like as T said, because I want to be within the black Twitter, you know, feed or, you know, my black friend who's married to my white friend, you know, I want I want to make them feel comfortable when we go on our vacation later this Mm -hmm. year. You know, when you're doing it for a because following, then no, it's not okay. Um, But when you're doing it because out of the kindness of your heart and you don't you feel like that's your only option right now, or you don't know that there's any other option and you feel like that's your best option. Yeah. It's appreciated. 
But like that's a lot of a lot of my friends when it a lot of my white friends when it comes to things like Black Lives Matter, most of them do not think that just supporting on social media is is allyship in any way. It's good, yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, I am friends with a lot of you know anarcho-socialists like myself or <laughs> versions of democratic socialism. Um, you know, pretty much if you're on the left, we can hang because if you're on the center, that's actually the right. And uh, yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so <clears throat> I have, I have, I've stopped actually even um, commenting back and forth with people on things because it's, I let my white friends do that for me now. Because it took them a long time to get where they are, where I feel like, okay, they've educated themselves. I feel completely comfortable with them representing mm-hmm. my voice. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's actual allyship. When they are standing up so that a black person doesn't have to. Or they are standing up so that a trans person or a gay person doesn't have to. That's what an ally yeah. is. Yeah, when they don't have to white explain or, you know, trans. Yeah, yeah. when yeah. you don't have to just explain. Um, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. What about Luke? You miss Lindsay? Cause she always comes with the truth. Like I love you guys, but <laughs> well, my take on it is this. If you follow black lives matter on social media, that just means you follow black lives matter on social media. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you support black lives matter. It doesn't mean you don't support black lives matter. It means it's a follow nothing more and nothing less. Um, there are a lot of people who did not support Donald Trump, but they sure as hell did follow him on social media just mm-hmm, to watch the mm-hmm. shit show or for commentary mm-hmm, or for mm-hmm. work. It just doesn't mean anything like allyship. I'm not even a fan of allyship as a term or a word, but I understand the sentiment is more than whatever semantics I want to apply to it. Allyship. If you were really an ally to something, to me, it just means like I, I view you as an equal and I want you to have every right that everyone else fucking has. And that's it. So mm-hmm. if yeah. if you would get pissed off that someone is um, denying your child the right to vote, then you should feel that same way about a transgender person or a black person or mm-hmm. whatever. whatever. Mm-hmm. And do exactly yeah. what you would do if your child's rights were being kind of um, disenfranchised. Yeah. And that's it, y'all. It's not hard. I yeah, agree. It's not a uh, you're right. Yeah. It's not hard. That yeah. you know, we ABC said equals C. There you go. We said before C, at C, kind yeah. of the height of the summer's uh, um, riots and stuff that not everybody can actually like get out there and march and and mm-hmm. fight like physically. But just liking something on Facebook or following something on Twitter does not make you a supporter of the cause. Yeah. And because social media has become such a platform where we do that, yes. we show our like and we show our allegiance to things through likes and through reposting. People think that that's the norm for being able to show support. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys both bring up really good points. Like the social media is not the end all be all of showing that you are a human being who respects other lives. That So, yeah, let's just say that social yeah. media does not equivalent to like, you being a person that cares about the lives and the quality of lives and the, and the livelihood of others doesn't equate. You got to do a little bit more than that. Totally. Um, I will say I too, though, I don't want to shit on people who do say like, hey, I'm going to go follow this account mm-hmm. so it can grow. Like kudos mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. Yeah. But um, I do feel like even for people who maybe can't march or people who aren't out here having Twitter fights or personal fights. Don't feel bad about it. If you support it in your heart, awesome. There will come a time when you are called to the carpet or called to stand up, as Tiara mm-hmm. said. 
Mm-hmm. And at that moment, you'll know if you're an ally. And that's that. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say this, monetary support, different. Yep. Like, let's say you are, you know, you're donating to organizations that viably go back to helping, you know, the communities that you want to help. That's good. That Do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? But don't then repost that you just went and donated to X, Y, and Z. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Because you know right. how you can share everything from every website now. So you can share everything that you do. It immediately will share to your Facebook profile or whatever else. So just do that without needing... um you know, without needing your hoorahs and your pats on the back and your applause. Validation. That, uh, yeah, validation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, a really good example of that in, um, well, in the Seattle area. I'm not going to name names because she did not make this public, but someone who I, who, someone that I know who's a published author, um, when everything was going on in town, she was literally posting bail for any, po- any protester that she could get in mm-hmm. contact with. Um, she was driving down to pick up people who were getting out of, out of jail, like the next morning and stuff. Like she couldn't go down there and do it herself. She has a small child. COVID's going on. She's got health issues, but she helped in the way that she could. Um, so like just, you know, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like just having money doesn't necessarily make you terrible. Um, but because you can do some things that others can't do when you do have that money and you have disposable income. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. people like that, like there are, there are a bunch of celebrities out there that obviously like made sure that people knew that they were doing stuff throughout the mm-hmm. last few months. Oh, yeah. But there are also people like John Cusack who would just walk past voter lines and pass out donuts to anybody who wanted one um, or people passing out water or yeah. food to people in food lines yeah. and shit. Can we talk about the miles upon miles upon miles of food lines in places like Texas right now? Oh because my gosh. this is this is this whole thing is fucking devastating to so many people, and yet we are stuck still with a government that, at least for the next uh, let's see, thirty, forty, fifty one days, fifty yeah, days, something yeah, like that. Yeah, like we yeah. still have that government that's not going to do shit. You know, Nothing. Mitch McConnell and saying even- that he's not going to listen to anything that yeah. the other side brings forward. So therefore, everyone who's complaining about like, oh, the Democrats and the Republicans aren't kept meeting together. No, it's literally the leader of the Senate isn't letting it happen. Yes. Yeah. And it's what, 13 days or less before they go on recess. So it's Mm -hmm. like they have to try to do all these things in that time. And it's not the top of the board. Like it should be, it should be the very top of, you know, their list. And it's not. And like you said, I mean, Texas is one of the places where they had those couple of parties this weekend. Things are just going to increase. Atlanta. The world is on fire. I don't know what is going on in Atlanta or Georgia. (laughs) I don't know what makes them think that they're immune to it. I don't know what, but Atlanta, Georgia, they are kicking it. Like they don't know Mm. what else is going on in the rest of the country. So it is very devastating. It's devastating that, um, I don't know if you guys remember Van Lathan, who used to be on TMZ, who was the one that like got into Kanye's ass when Kanye said that slavery yeah. was an option. Yeah. Um, and then he got fired and whatnot. Oh. Now he's very much like this. That was that was his uh, journey. Now, that's somebody that was purposed to do what he's doing now because he's doing it on his own. But he's speaking now and he was saying how after um, Katrina, how when you know, you're hungry, you're able to just go to Walmart and get some food. But what happens when there's no food because of a natural disaster or because of something like the pandemic? So then what are people supposed to do? And I was like, shit, that's pretty deep. Like I, you know, we knew that things were bad, but to think that you can't go and get food when you want it. And that's, that's what's happening now. I mean, we had a friend tell us the other day to invest or to purchase some 
freeze fried, freeze dried food. Yeah. To like, he gave us the name of this organization. Um, Yeah, pretty much. He's like, you can get, you know, freeze uh, dried food that'll last you. You know, he goes, you get one pack. He was telling us about, he goes, and it'll last you and your family two months. And I'm like, wow, are there people really repairing like that? Preparing? He's older. He's older white man. He's a ex cop. Um, He's probably in about sixties. Maybe closer, yeah, probably around sixties. But he he's the one that kind of tells us the other side, um, or you know, or gives a suggestion based on the other side in that view. And that really, like, I drove away from talking to him, and I was like, do we really need to start preparing like that? You know, like, yeah, I keep going back and forth on the idea of that. Um, but like the little bit of news I watched today, they were interviewing people in that food line, and it wasn't things like you know, like interviewing, like, did you vote for Trump? How do you feel about blah, blah, blah? It's literally, if this food line, if this food bank was not here, would you be able to put food on your table tonight? And it would be like middle-class older women with tears coming down their face saying, no, and this has never happened in my life. There are, there are millions of people who are starving in this country now. It's not just the houseless population. It's literally people who haven't had a paycheck since March and the government yeah. gave him $1,200 to live. Yeah. And then it won't give any more. Right. Yeah. Um, I know Lindsay, are you seeing, I know here in Sacramento, we have like two or three areas that you can get, you know, the food, you know, food, um, food kitchens and things like that from. Um, and you're in an area that is so much more, you know, it's spread out and you have so many people to service. Are um well, I would feel confident in saying you're probably not seeing too many of those in Walnut Creek, right. Pleasanton, yeah. Pleasant Hill area. Yeah, you probably don't see too many. People are probably going about business like regular out Absolutely. there. I would, I would imagine. I, honestly, yeah. in the suburb, it's like nothing ever happened. I don't really leave the house much. To be fair, I'm um, immunocompromised as well, so I kind of just stay in here. But yeah. like my husband goes out to just do little errands, and he's like, "There's so many people at the park. There's so many people out running. They're, like life is no different here." But I mean. I'm sure it'll hit eventually. It's, you know, an affluent. It has to because, yeah, because they were the ones that had the bigger, you know, holiday dinners. Mm -hmm. They were the Mm -hmm. ones who probably went and traveled, you know, and got on planes and did all that, you know, this weekend. Um, So, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, just like when an epidemic like, you know, drugs, it wasn't a big deal until it started hitting the white communities. When the opioid Mm -hmm. epidemic happened, it became an epidemic because it was hitting the Mm -hmm. white communities and those upper middle class families. So once it hits there, then maybe people will start wearing masks <laughs> and, you know, stop complaining about not being able to go to the beach and shit like that. So well, yeah. on that cheery note, right, uh, <laughs> man, that's I, our 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love talking to you guys, like all three of us ahead of time were we were already talking, obviously, but <laughs> but we were talking about like just how tired we were and how you know like ugh. but like now I feel like I just drank an energy (laughs) drink hanging out with you guys like it feels good I love it yeah I was just thinking I was like what am I gonna do after this it's only 9.05 and I was dead (laughs) tired like you guys I have no makeup on what if you see me with no makeup I look a hot mess I'm in pajamas you don't look like Like, a hot mess but I will say I put on a bra because you always look so top so I was like (laughs) I I don't wear makeup you you leave the mess part off yeah, you're hot. Yeah, leave it. I, always, <laughs> no, I always tell hubby, though, sometimes I have a bra on. I just make sure that he crops it right where nobody can see. So, so next time, let him go, girl. Let him go. When you're at home, 
bras at home make no sense. Bras at home. Uh, I I mean, I wear a sports bra most of the time now, or because you know I work from bed lately. <laughs> yeah, right. At least you can then say like, I'm partially dressed when you have a sports bra. Like yeah, you can just throw on some yeah. pants and you're kind of dressed. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've never been what naked really, so much as I am this year. What I really wear every day is leggings and a hoodie because why do anything else? <laughs> yeah. I went to the optometrist today and she's like, oh my God, I love your hoodie. And I was like, really? Because my outfit is so not cute. And I knew it and I did not care. I was comfy. I had on tennis shoes and like jogging pants and a hoodie and I was good with it. But yeah. So, well, yes, ladies, it is always a blessing. We have our, we already had our great white people question. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So anyway, it is, uh. Yeah, god damn. This episode will be coming out on the well, theoretically on Saturday. Um sorry for the uh late episode this last week, but I mean, it was Thanksgiving and yeah. There we yeah, it was I think we recorded a day late and then it was Thanksgiving, so then it just kind of compounded on each other. But it is out, and this one will be out hopefully on time as we get closer and closer to the end of the year, as if a calendar uh, will change anything. But coming up so quickly, guys, we're gonna like really be talking about New Year's. I'm I'm ready. Know it. I'm ready for it. I I get yeah. to go up and see my sister's kids the weekend after New Year's. I'm ready. Nice. Let's do it. This time last year, we were on getting out. Well, right the two days after Christmas, we got on a cruise to Jamaica, oh. and I so wish, I so wish that that's oh. what, well, other than the whole virus, right? right. I yeah. so wish that we were able to just <laughs> right. go be on the, in the middle of the ocean God, that for seven days heavenly. with no lights in the sky with all the stars and okay, yes. Anyway. Oh my God, <laughs> so beautiful. I like I daydream about just sitting by an ocean somewhere. It's so nice. It's anyway. kind of creepy the first time you go outside and you see nothing. Yeah, that. But yeah. then all you see are like <laughs> all the stars that you've ever seen in your life. And then after a day or so, it gets actually very comforting. Yeah. Um, but you stay away from the edge of the the railing. That's for sure. I wonder if the cruise industry is going to come back from all of this. <sighs> they tried and immediately had cases break out on the boat. They're going to have to merge. I think they're going to have to merge. Like some of the biggest ones are going to have to. I think there's are only going to probably come out where- to be two or three. Are we ever going to get to the point where people are actually trusting it again, though? Like, it took a long time for them to come back from that, all of the, like, foodborne illnesses that kept happening and the sewage issues that they had. And it's like... And the captain's jumping ship when he, you know, crashed into something. or Yeah, yeah, all those things. Yeah, I think if they do, it's going to have to be like, Carnival is going to be this, you know, your basic. Then it's going to be like, Norwegian's going to be your mid-level. And it's going to be one other that's going to be the top. And that's it. Like, I think that's the only way yeah. they're going to be able to do it. But go back to the eighties. I would cruising. get back on one, but no time soon. Let's say about twenty twenty four. Maybe that. Yeah. By then, hopefully, <laughs> three quarters of the world or more has been vaccinated. You should have seen the way hubby just looked at me. He just looked at me like half up. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's yeah. Dean's the same way. Maybe that'll have to be like a girls' cruise in a few years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they right. need us there. On that note, I hope everybody has a fantastic week and we will see you again soon. Don't take this the wrong way, bud. I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. 
We hope to see you back again next week for Riley Was Here. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3. Undo. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.